Blog Talk Radio. All right. Sunday night, late night radio. What fun. Up this morning, looking for my shoes. Look behind the trunk, found the hesitation blues. Lordy, tell me how long? Lordy, tell me how long? Will I have to wait? Will I have to wait? Can I get you now? Can I get you now? Must I hesitate? Francine friends, but don't worry, it's not too late for crossing Buckingham. Very interesting author that you got there, Nick. Yes, indeed, and we shall find out how interesting, which is exceptionally, exceptionally. (laughs) You shall find out. Just listen. All right. Um, I know that you and I, Nick, we were, you know, looking for. A special co-host, I guess our co-host forgot about the show tonight, but I actually found us a special co-host. Oh, you did? 
I did. Yes. I wanted to surprise you. And I believe this gentleman just called in. Nicky, Nick, what's going on, baby? Hey. There we go. <laughs> that is the soothing voice of Jimmy Burke. <laughs> what's happening, man? What's going on? Hi, beautiful. How are you? I'm doing good, sunshine. How you doing? I thought he was talking Fantastic. to me. Uh, we'll <laughs> 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 What's happening? How are you guys doing? It's good to hear from you. Uh, it's, it's good to hear from you. Uh, is this this is Gemini, isn't it? Uh, I hope it is. If it ain't, we're in trouble. Uh, okay, I was trying to. <laughs> she didn't tell me who it was, and 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 uh, uh, I had to think for a second, and then I just um, I, yeah, glad I didn't say anybody Nick, else. Nick, who don't, who don't want to call <laughs> The Lion King. Come on, Lion King. Yeah, you have a unique voice, too, so, I mean, that, that's why I that's guessed why it the I first time right. That's why I said the calm, soothing voice of Gemini Burke. Calm, <laughs> um, soothing voice of Gemini Burke. Yeah. What's happening? What's the topic tonight? The, what we got going? Uh, we got well, going, we uh, got one of my Carson newest Buckingham. authors, Carson Buckingham. Uh, she's She's been around the block, and... Uh, uh, she's um, edited a lot of anthologies for a lot of other people in the horror community and stuff, and this is the first time that I've published her. So I uh, told her that, uh, how would you like to be on Francie's show? And she said, okay, and talk about writing and the meaning of life and the whole nine yards. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, yeah, I've been watching a lot of horror shows lately anyway. Uh, oh, okay. She's a very interesting person. Yeah. Uh, she's done stand-up comedy uh, she's like have special codes to. I don't know if we can talk about. Well, it is on her website, but she's like held special codes at, at like war fields where they test missiles. <laughs> I mean, oh, wow. she's definitely lived. Yeah, she's lived a life. She's uh, not shy and kind of looking for her. Hey, uh, while we're waiting for her, Jim and I, did you see me on, you know, were you here when we had Minty, the comedic arts, uh, YouTube, YouTuber? Mm, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't recall. I can't remember. No. Oh, okay. Well, he's, yeah, he's Min, a pretty popular Minty's a guy YouTuber. that, um, I, I discovered on YouTube, he does a lot of pop culture, like movies, like the, uh, top 10 things he didn't know about Batman with Michael Keaton, you know, ah. he, uh, he has, oh, wow. and he gets like millions of views. So uh, he interviewed me for his t- uh, ten things he didn't know about the movie Halloween Four, and I was the the guy that wrote the novel for it. So he interviewed me on that, and it was uh, his first interview. But then he found out about Francie being on Jerry Springer, and he saw the episode. So he <laughs> did a thing about her recently, and wow. that that was something. That was something. You got to send me a copy of her on uh, uh, Jerry Springer. I'd like to see that. Who'd you beat up, Francis? Oh, uh, I beat up two brothers. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got to <laughs> yeah, see I mean, that I'm video. Gonna send, I'm going to send you... I'm going to send you the link of the video, and then I'll send you the link of the Minty uh, 10 Things You Didn't Know About the Jerry Springer Show. No, the craziest episode of the Jerry Springer Show, and yeah, he it, it, it's doing so well, and I was like, oh, man, that was like 25 years ago. I was so young. In fact, I think it was 25. I was so young, and I was pretty you, you, cute you, back then. 
I had a million dollar makeup artist <laughs> doing my makeup, cutting my hair, giving me a beauty salon, even gave me the dress and everything. And 25 years later, but everybody was like, wow, you actually That's got a gift beautiful. from the Jerry Springer show. You're still beautiful, yeah, but from what Nick told me, Nick said you're very beautiful. He told me he said it. Oh, yeah. That is true. Aww. I'm just letting you know what Nick said. I'm just letting you know what he told me. Aww. He said you're very he beautiful. He says you're beautiful too, Gemini. <laughs> well, Nick, Nick, Nick hasn't seen me in a while. I, 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 my beauty is fading. It's fading just a little bit. <laughs> Everybody's beautiful in their own way. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what, Nick? While I got you on there, we're going to be talking about horror. I got a question to ask you guys because y'all can you can tell me. Here we go, you guys. We're going to be talking about horror, so we'll set it up for when your guests come on. Why are nowadays the horror shows always end with the bad guys winning? I mean, come on. We, we we what happened? Me and my wife was watching. She can't even watch no more. She says, "When is when is good guys gonna win?" I said, "I don't know. They they don't win anymore. <laughs> Only the bad guys." <laughs> so somebody tell me, is it because they want to do part one, part two, part three? Uh, uh, what's going on, man? What's what's happening? Oh, I bet you there's there's a a, a lot of the times it's like that with the uh, sequels in mind and, and stuff. But it uh, it used to be like. Uh, 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 the good guys would win in the end or something, you know, there'd be some kind of, uh, yeah. I, the, the traditional horror movie would have like a redemption kind of a story towards the end there with, you know, everybody right, like right, overcoming, right. overcoming everything. But, uh, uh, but then uh, it, it got darker and then people started like doing uh, endings where the bad guy would win and stuff. And it would be such a shocker that I think it became a trend over the years, and now they, I mean, they just we, we, do it. It's something, man. I mean, we watched Lullaby the other day. We watched uh, The Demon something, and I'm like, oh, we're about the priest going to come in and, and save everybody, and the priest gets killed. I mean, what, what's going on? Oh, shit. we got to have yeah, somebody tell yeah, me what's going on. I, I have a caller come in and tell me anything. They, they must think Frankie? that there's a... Uh, well, they they have test screening audiences and so forth, and they get to choose like between like different endings. Also these days, so they just fill fill out their little forms there in the theaters. Did you like the ending? Which ending did you like better? You know, I, I've been through that too. So I think a lot of audiences, uh, you know, studios are there to make money. So they don't want to just uh, uh-huh. uh, drum out the same thing unless it makes money for them. So I think audiences like it. Audiences must like that, and wow. that makes them money. I think that's the main reason. Wow, that's that's something because we're we're sitting here scared to death all night. We we well, there's no <laughs> we, we we lock the doors. My wife don't want to sleep. I'm like, what's going on? She says because it didn't end right. It, it, it's still alive. It's still there. Tell uh, me what's yeah. going on. Uh, Francie, uh, Francie is what? Uh, we're still waiting on Carson to call in. Uh, All right. Well, 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 well yeah, we're we're, uh, we're still waiting on Carson. Francie says uh, Carson uh, Carson Buckingham, great artist. Tell me more about Carson anyway. Buckingham. Who is she? Tell me tell me more about her. Oh uh, well, yeah. Well, I recently published a, a book of short stories um, um, 
for her uh, called uh, Too Late for Praying. And excellent stuff. Uh, very eclectic um, and, uh, and not not uh, normally necessarily traditional, but uh, she's found her voice in these things. And uh, she's written many short stories and things over the years. Um, and uh, this is a, a bright and shining example of hers. Uh, she's also written uh, books uh, called Home um, and uh, A Rotten Ruin. And uh, she's edited many anthologies, one of which I was involved in in about 2013. So I think she's been doing this for over 10 years. Um, and, oh, wow. um, uh, yeah, um, I was, uh, one of my stories was published in uh, the Best of the Horror Society um, uh, anthology, and uh, she edited that. And uh, she's known uh, throughout the industry for, for editing anthologies like that, too, as well as her own short stories and stuff. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Because, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, horror stories are big now. I mean, I, it's like every time you turn it, it's a brand new one out. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Yes. I mean, it's yeah. Like, uh, it's a, the it, it, it's a, that genre just keeps growing and, and growing. There's there's it practically horror really though in everything uh, in science fiction and fantasy and uh, um, and and there's horror and romance <laughs> too. It, it, and, and you different, know, when, different when we grew up, yeah, when we grew up, there was stuff like uh, uh, what is that? Uh, Amityville Horror, Exorcist, uh, uh, Halloween, and 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 was a couple of other ones, but it wasn't a lot of them. It wasn't a lot of them, but now, I mean, they're, they're, they're coming up yeah, with some of everything. Like, every time you turn on the TV, you're seeing a new horror movie. It's amazing. Oh, I, yeah. I, I mean, every, we're, we're, we're... Go ahead, Lion King. Yeah, all those platforms uh, have, like, their entire horror movie sections and stuff, and, and a lot of them nowadays are, like, their own movie studios, aren't they? Like, Netflix is making out making their own movies now, original, and so is Amazon. And, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. a lot of them are horror movies. It's it's amazing how some of these horror stories are really, really, you know, they got more to kids being little demons and devils and, you know, and it's like what is going on? I thought only the exorcist had the little girl scary. Now everybody's scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have that new movie now called uh, Megan, I think. It's like a yeah, I uh, want to see like, that. Demon possessed. About uh, Megan. Yeah, yeah, but, but Megan's not really scary. I mean, her eyes don't turn red. She don't get all bloody, and get, she just kills a lot of things. <laughs> oh well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, it's, it's those other ones you know, where though, the little kids are laying in the you know what's going to be the C2 movie, though, this year? What's that? It's going to be Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. Hands down. You that's so? going to be... I. Cocaine Bear? Yeah. You think that's going to be the end? Because I'm going to have to watch it if that's the end. I think that's going to be it. <laughs> um, there was a... There's a uh, news talk radio show that... Well, their news all day long, and they did not want to read... Any critics tasting about, is this movie good? So they got a private screening, and they said, oh, my gosh. 
This movie is funny. This movie is scary. It is going to be the go-to movie this year. Well, it, it, it's, it's nice when you can laugh and be scared at the same time. Yes. I think. <laughs> you see the bear? He was, like, rubbing his good. back. Yeah, they they said Cocaine Bear was, like, the best movie they've seen in a really, really... But, you know, though, it was actually based off of a true story. What? Really? Unfortunately, the bear overdosed. <laughs> but they turned it into a fun script. They found out about the story. That really did happen. The, the bear was on cocaine, and he overdosed. Wow. Sorry Poor to be bear. a downer. <laughs> yeah. Sorry Poor to be bear. a donor, a downer, donor. But the, Sorry the, the to be a downer. But he didn't die in the movie. The bear didn't die in the movie. They got to have bear too. You know, cocaine bear too. I, I, I mean, you know, that's what they're doing. Oh. Hey guys, I think Carson just called in. Fantastic. Okay, I was uh, kind of trying to hit her up online uh, also to just to make sure that uh, that everything was was a okay. We're talking about cocaine bear. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the big hit, but it it sounds it's like a big trendy movie now. Everybody's like, "What's cocaine bear? Oh, it's based on a true story. Oh wow." <laughs> I want to see it. Whoever sees it first, let me know. Let's get the first update because I want to see it. Because first what? I was like, what? what is, what are they even talking about on this? And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a movie. I totally want to see it. I, I heard okay, it's very good. entertaining. Okay. <laughs> cocaine bear. Yeah. Sound like something I want to see. Yeah, I, I wonder if they'll good. have cocaine bear too, or no heroin bear. Well, as long as they don't kill the bear, it's gonna be, it's like gonna you said, they, they kill the bear. <laughs> All right, are we ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, we're, ready. We're, we're ready. I'm ready. Ready, set, go. Lion King's ready. Okay. I'm good. If Nick and Nick's ready, I'm ready. It's Lion right. King. Oh, by the way, before I bring Carson on, uh, Jim and I. I got uh, yes. Nick this lion, lion Valentine bear that sang, I'm hooked on a feeling. And I got Aww. him that lion because, and I was like, Nick, do you even know why I got you a lion Valentine gift? Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, Nick, do you know why? Because like, you're the lion freaking king. Yeah, right. I didn't. I didn't get That's it at right. first, and then I realized you didn't get. You didn't. I'm the Lion King. Hold on, you didn't get that you're the Lion King. Well, I. I, I sorry, Mister Burke. I'm just sorry. I can't believe I you, man. I can't believe you. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, but I got him a lion, and it was hooked on a feeling, and he lights up his whole mane, lights up, and everything. All right, here we go. Are we ready for Carson? Let's do it. All right, yep. let's do drum it. Roll, drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. There we go. Can you guys hear? Can you guys hear me? All right. We can hear yeah, you. I hear you perfect. How you doing? Okay, good. Good, good. Yes, okay. yes. How are you I'm doing? I'm. I'm really. I'm. I'm really, really sorry. I held you guys up. Oh no, that's okay. It added to the. It added to the dramatic effect. 
Yeah, oh no, I'm absolutely. just I'm pretty much. No, I'm just I'm just uh, I'm just kind of a, a, a dinosaur, as far as uh, uh, as far are. as our you know the should you know should, I've got the I've got my I've got you guys up on my computer. Should I turn that off so? Down the volume, yeah. Okay, hold on. This is this is like this is like you know. Should I turn that off so? <laughs> All right. The there we go. Okay, we're fine now. Okay, we're fine now. I'm a real dinosaur for as far as technology goes. So, uh, well, I wasn't so really sure we. how to I mean, join you. We're old. <laughs> uh, let me introduce everybody we got going on here. Of course, uh, it's okay. me. Mm-hmm. And Hello. we got Nicholas Grabowski. Yes. Hello. Hello. And we got a very nice. Awesome soul singer uh, Jim and I burped here also. Hello, cool. young lady. How you doing? I'm doing just fine. How are you? Fantastic. He is uh, the uh, for those who don't know our listeners and everybody. He is the son of soul singer Solomon Burke, one of the greatest soul singers that ever lived. Ah, well, he's the king of soul. Oh, yeah, he's the king of soul. King of soul. <laughs> I have an argument with Otis Redding's son sometimes about that. Because he'll, he, uh, he'll put on Facebook, his dad's the king of soul, and I kind of send something out and say, yeah, my dad's the king of soul, too. So, Then you must be the prince of soul. <laughs> I, 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 I actually call myself the duke. Uh, I, I, I'd rather be a duke. Yeah, I'll okay. be the duke of soul. Okay. You know, it, 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 that's how they do it. You know, the king, the king has a prince. And I have a brother named Prince Solomon, so if if I okay. said I'm the prince, he would get mad. So I I, I take the duke. Okay, just not the Duke of Earl. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't want to be the Duke of Earl. I know I know the Duke of Earl's son, Jean Chandler's son, <laughs> uh, the prince. So I don't want to do that because he'll be like, Jim and I, now you're taking my dad's spot. I'll be like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. Uh, okay. The, the France Forest. So I'm good. We're good. All right. All right. Tell me about yourself. <laughs> Tell me about you. Let me hear a little bit about you. Tell me what's going on. Well, let's see. I um, kind of led a wild life. Uh, I um, I'm a Connecticut, Connecticut. Well, I'm a Connecticut native. Um, okay. I'm, I have Scottish and Eastern European heritage. I've been living in rural Kentucky for the past six years. Um. My childhood was very unhappy and complicated, so as a result of that, uh, failure to fit in and rejection are common themes in what I write. Uh, I, I attended college. I, uh, I received uh, advanced degrees in English and a doctorate from MIT in biology. Wow. Uh, I ran two genetics labs in MIT for 10 years and back to, walked wow. away from that. <laughs> Because, because um, it became less about pure science and more about politics, and I have no patience for politics. Ooh, I like that. I like that. So I, so I reinvented myself as a writer. Um, I've owned a motorcycle. I've lived aboard a 50-foot sailboat for a couple of years. I've jumped out of planes more times than I. I've jumped out of planes more times than I can count. I was a golden knight in the army. Hey, we got lots um, of yeah. things we got in common. Keep going. I um, 
I've been married more than once and finally found the love of my life for the fourth time around. I collect autographed photos of comedians and I collect uh, creepy dolls. Creepy dolls. Mm. Won't come over your house. Nobody's coming over <laughs> your house if you've got creepy dolls around. Creepy dolls. Ooh. I have I have a, I have a library of seven thousand volumes. Wow. My library's done up like my library's done up like Halloween. It's always Halloween in my library. I've got in my library I have uh, life masks of all the uh, the universal monsters, the horror monsters. Wow. Wow, yeah. wow, that's that's pretty yeah. nice to walk to the bathroom late at night, go go by the library. Nice. Yeah, they're lit up. They're lit up, so it's 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 kinda cool. It looks pretty cool. And uh, let's see what else. Can I tell you anything else? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Um, I like to uh I play several instruments. I like to Which cook, ones? Which uh, ones? Cook and garden and I sing passively but not at the same time. Um okay. I play I play anything with strings. Um, wow. let's see. And you drive yeah. a motorcycle. That is just amazing. I used, I used to, I used so, to so, have so one. Cello, I used to have one. The cello, the cello, the violin, guitar, bass, anything with strings, ba- you got it. Banjo, yep, I got it. Wow. I got it covered, anything with strings. Wow. Oh, the banjo, one of my favorites. No, anything with wow. strings. Mandolin. Um, wow. The harp, you can do the harp, harp, you can do that? Mm-hmm. Oh sure, sure. Wow, wow, wow. And along with along with too late, along with too late for praying, I have um, one paranormal suspense novel currently in print, Gothic Revival, um, an anthology I compiled and edited, The Best of the Horror Society, 2013, and two other novels, Home and Noble Rot, that are currently out of print, but I'm taking steps to see if they get back into print very soon. Anything else oh, you want yeah. to add? Yeah, yeah, wow. she so is. Let me, let me ask her that question that I asked you, Nick, because it looks like she might have the real answer to help me. Ma'am, I've been watching a lot of horror stories lately, and my wife is petrified yeah. now. We can't watch them late at night because she says the good guys never win anymore. Can you tell me why that is? <clears throat> the good guys are not interesting. Oh, I found the answer, honey. Don't nobody want yeah. to the good guys win because they're forget not my team. answer. Forget everything I told you. <laughs> yeah, no, but that, that's that's a great answer. It's, it's very different from what said I said. But yeah, but that he makes perfect sense too. Yeah. I mean, think yeah. think about think about any think about any anything you read. The the good guy is never very interesting. It's the it's the nasty folks that that really get your attention. Well, that's why that Santa yeah, Claus thing this time, the guy killing, the Santa Claus killing people. But yeah, you know, because I've always grew up Santa Claus was a nice killer than <laughs> killing people. Oh, yeah. That's that's the real Santa. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she's right. I was also, right. I was also I a stand-up comic. I was also a stand-up comic for a while. Who? Where did you uh, frequent? Wow. Well, well, I got a... Um, I got a full ride at MIT, but the only thing they wouldn't pay for it was my books. So I had to pay for my books somehow, so I started doing stand-up, and I did that for about three years while I was at MIT. Paid for my books. Oh, wow. Rodney Rodney Dangerfield was a very close personal friend, and I miss him to this day. I love Rodney. Oh. Oh, I love 
I heard he was, without a doubt, one of the nicest men you can ever come across. Absolutely. Absolutely. He was a, he was a wonderful human being. You know, funny thing about him is he always said, and his catchphrase was, I don't get no respect, but I bet you he I got no tons respect. of respect. Yes, he did. He did. Everybody yeah, loved him. I loved that guy. He, he, he crossed over yeah, to I, all genres. Everyone loved him. Everyone loved him. Mm-hmm. All colors. Yeah. All people. Yep. All races. Everybody yes, he loved did. him. Mm-hmm. He was fantastic. Yep. Yeah, um, I, I I know a couple of comedians, and they've they've come across the greatness of Rodney Dangerfield, and they were nowhere near as big as Rodney Dangerfield, but they always said the same thing: he never ever made us feel less than him. Nope. He would take us out to dinner. He would uh, he was our best friend for the whole night. Oh, he helped me a lot. He helped me a lot with my. He helped me a lot with my comedy too. He was wonderful, and I I even wrote a line for him. Oh, you did with that. And it was in Back to School. Yeah, and great we were, movie. We were, we were we were sitting around discussing dieting. He had just eaten, <laughs> and uh, and I looked at him and I said and I said you know the shape you're in you should leave your body to science fiction. <laughs> And he wow. said, he said, um, he said, I am, he said, I am taking that. He pulled, opened his wall and pulled out a fifty and handed it to me. I'm buying it from you. And he put it in back to school. Uh, nice. Wow. So he didn't wow. steal it from you. He bought it from you. So he bought it. Yeah, he bought it from me. Hey, we we nice. need to sign that fifty bucks he gave you. We need to sign that. We should have had that. That's the signature. You should have signed that one. That's the money right now. <laughs> Yeah, because they say that all comedians go to comedy clubs undercover to steal other jokes, but he's like, no, nah, I'm buying that from you. <laughs> I would have given it to him, but he, he insisted. He's, that's, that's the way he was. Well, it takes a real that's comedian awesome. to see. To, yeah, it takes a real comedian to notice a line because the, what you yeah. said there, he probably said, wait a minute, I could use that. That's That's good. You know, but if you're not a real comedian, sometimes you won't pick that stuff up. You just won't pick it up. That's true. And, wow. You know, you, you definitely you definitely have to be proud of that, that you made Rodney Dangerfield laugh. I mean, come on. I made him laugh all not the time. Laugh, I, spent, I spent a lot of time huh? with him. I, I made him laugh That's all nice. the time. I spent a lot of time with him. I'm ready. Make make the whole audience, make everybody laugh. Give us something. No, no, that's it. That's it. We're talking about horror writing here, man. <laughs> that's, that's, that's as much comedy as you're getting out of me. <laughs> uh, yeah, there there is only so much time that we have anyway, even though, I mean, man, you know, Carson, uh, um, I had no idea about a lot of this stuff. I've looked you up online and everything, but, I mean, I've just known you from, you know, the horror industry and from the anthologies you, you mentioned. I mentioned before you came on even about the 2013 Best of Horror Society that uh, I was in that and that um, you you edited the whole thing. And um, uh, and uh, you, uh, as, as far as I've been concerned over the past 10 years, I've seen your name pop up in editing a lot of different horror anthologies and so forth. And actually, and, no, uh, that's I've, the only one, that's the only horror anthology I ever edited. But you've been in oh, no. horror anthologies. 
I've been in them, but this that's the only yeah, one I ever oh, I, I, I compiled I, I compiled yeah, I compiled that one and I edited it. But Okay, how many how many horror anthologies would you say you've been in? Twenty. Okay. Whoa. Because I mean, uh, yeah, I, I've seen your name everywhere in horror anthologies and <clears> stuff. <throat> I thought that you edited a lot of them because <laughs> that I mean, I have that one. I can even just walk up to my shelf and pick it up in like two seconds <laughs> and hold it well, in my hands while talking to you. Um, but yeah, uh, and uh, so I mean, your your name has resonated, and uh, whenever I'd see um, anthologies. Uh, um, uh, with your name on it, I mean, you're, you've gotten your name around a lot where it's recognizable, and I know well, exactly what thing. I'm talking about. Um, well, so yeah, but uh, all this other stuff, though, that uh, you're kind of vague a little bit online, um, and very, and you told me yourself that you're very personal, and you know, you kind of keep to yourself. So I thought that that was the maybe the overall picture that you're kind of introverted. You like to be by yourself, um, and uh, I, I mean, look at the, look at the kind of freaking life that you've lived so far. I mean, man, you know, you've done a lot of things that that uh, are just uh, way far beyond. And I want to, so colorful. And I want to tell you that it's very difficult for me to talk about it. Uh huh. Wow. This has been very, very hard for me tonight because I. I I'm not I'm not an opera singer, you know yeah. me 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 me. I um, yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm I'm just never really comfortable about talking about myself and blowing my own horn. I'm not good at it. But oh, I guess I better well, get good at it if I expect to succeed in this business. Uh, it, it's always I mean people person. like to know the author behind the the works and and vice versa and everything and it's good for publicity and stuff to get people to get to know you more than you humanize yourself and people want to read more of your work if your work is good enough which it is and um and and that's that's a whole process of communicating with the public um but um on the other hand i mean um it it's hard to believe that that um that you are a little shy these days because of the life that you've led it's like I, my goodness! I mean, look at you, Carson. <laughs> can I can I say something just for a second? When I was reading yeah. everything about you and putting together the show show page and reading about you, honestly, now you know you, you driving motorcycles, which we just heard. Honestly, <laughs> and. This this would be totally suitable, especially for today's time. You are you could be a role model for so many young girls out there who's trying to figure out life. Honestly, because you've done everything, and nothing. Let I don't think that you need to be silent in anything that you're doing, or you've lived. One hell of a life. And I'm saying this, and honestly, I wish 10 years ago I could have read what you've gone through because I could be like, wow, I want to do this. I mean, you started your own newspaper, underground newspaper. I mean, you've done 
so much and you've accomplished a lot of stuff. You need to make your story heard, honestly. And I'm yeah, saying right that important. from yeah, the heart. That's important. Because, you know, well, this is, I, guess, I, guess, I, I guess this is the first step to doing that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I had my mom, you know, you do write what you know, too. You can in, in, uh, <laughs> uh, incorporate that in your work and not just necessarily make it nonfiction, but just, you know, and, and keep doing what you're make doing, incorporate real. all that experience. Yeah. Well, if I mean, it's if honestly, it's, I mean, if it's if it's relevant, if, if it's relevant to the story I'm writing, my experience goes into it. I mean, uh, Gothic Revival is is very much autobiographical. That's the most autobiographical thing I've written. Gothic wow. Revival. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But I'm going to have to look that up and read it. Let's get back to Too Late for Praying. Yes, let's get to Tell it. Tell me about Let's yeah. Tell me about that. One. I want to hear that. I want to hear that. Well, I mean, it's a it's a horror anthology. All the stories are very different. Um, there's a little bit of everything. There are a couple of stories that are very funny. At least I hope they're very funny. That's what they're meant to be. <laughs> but um, uh, my my style of writing is very uh, very approachable. It's uh, it's it's chatty. There's a lot of dialogue. I don't I don't give blocks and blocks and blocks of, of a narrative description because most of the time it's unnecessary. And it does and it, it tends to bog the pacing of the story down. It doesn't move it forward as fast as it should. And uh, people seem to like the way I write. And that's that's uh, pretty much what I did. I I though so I prefer writing uh, novels and no, and novellas. Uh, I do. Sh- I I like short stories too, and I I think I'm fairly good at okay. actually all three of those. But um, so when you say those, so when you say too late for praying, are you saying there's a bunch of short stories in this? Yeah, it's a short story collection. The book is a collection wow. of my short stories. So why why are you call it too late for praying? Why why is it called too late for praying? <clears throat> because what gave if you, you read title? the stories, uh, if you read the stories. Um, the the people who are um, at the wrong end of the stick in each story, it's too late for praying. <laughs> they, did, they didn't see it coming. They they didn't see it coming. It's just too late for praying. They've they've gotten themselves into oh, situations, God. or um, I mean, there's there's one story there about a a young boy who uh, his mother is. Um, I'll tell you about this one story. Uh, it's called please, Letter please. for You. It's called Letter for You, and there's a, a young a young boy in there whose um, father divorced the mother, traded for a newer a newer model. You know, same old story. And the mother's working two jobs, two jobs to try to keep the the two of them afloat. You know, they have they have there's just no money. And uh, it, it's it's the kid the kid has no pocket money. He's like he's like you know. 12 years old or something, and kind of important from that pocket money. So he, his his aunt sends him money, and he uh, his mother doesn't like it because the mother doesn't get along with the aunt. But she uh, so she tells him stop it. So he when he sees his father, he says, "Can I have her send the money here?" So he does that. So it, I, it, I mean, it looks like he's 
he's really doing his mom a dirty. But in fact, the money is coming, and 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 the the, the, the of course his father and and stepmother go out all the time. They never spend any time with him, so he's always got babysitters there. The babysitters start dying. Ooh. And it it, it it's accidental. It seems accidental until uh, until uh, later on it's revealed that he's he's setting stuff up to make it look like an accident. But he's killing these these babysitters. And he's uh, a little boy. Well, no. See, now this is this is where this is where the reader is going to jump to exactly that conclusion. But I'm glad I did. The mon- the money is coming from. His friends, his, his other little friends in the town, and they're paying him. He's a, he's a babysitter contract hitman, and they're paying him to get rid of these, these babysitters that they all hate. He's getting money from that, but also he's getting practice. And the time, and the time, and the practice, and the time comes when. <clears throat> His uh, his stepmother and father come home, and you know they're they're drinkers, so they they slug down a couple of drinks, and the drinks are drugs. And the kid comes down, and he says, "Okay," he said, and he has a gun in his kid has a gun in his hand. He bought a gun, uh, and the kid says, "Okay, you know, it's gonna. I think this is gonna be a murder suicide." And the father says, why? And he said, because nobody fucks over my mom. You guys are living in the lap of luxury, and she's working two jobs. Nobody fucks over my mom. Wow. And and, and, and the the last line is, so let's get you, okay, Dad, let's get your finger on the trigger here. Wait a minute, minute. how do you do that? Huh? (laughs) How to get his dad's finger on the trigger? Because that—that's how oh, he has, no, he has, Yeah, he's gonna—he's gonna put his dad's finger on the trigger and shoot the stepmother with his with his dad's hand, and then turn the gun with his dad's hand on it and pull the trigger and shoot his father. Wow. Well, how's he gonna be his dad? But he's a little boy. His dad's stronger, right? He's drugged his dad. Oh my God! They 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 had a couple of drinks when they came home, and he had drugs in the drinks. He drugged his dad. Oh he drugged a boy. This little boy. This little so, boy. You know, you you think you think the kid is evil, but he's kind of got a good reason for it. Does, does he have a therapist? What's that? <laughs> does the little oh, boy so. have a therapist? Does he have a therapist? Yes. Yeah. Hope so. Uh, don't know, that. but anyway. So that's yeah. you know, so that, that's that's kind of anyway. That's kind of you know. Wow. What the story? What the story? Wow. Is. wow. Yeah, that that is uh, that's a, a very hardcore. Um, uh, and well, you know, I mean, uh, that's why I published. Who who published this book, Carson? By the way. Oh, Black Bedsheet. Black <laughs> Bedsheet Books published this. And I want to tell you, you will not find a better publisher than Nick Rabowski. Oh, well, thank you. Wow. Wow, well, who's thank that? You. I, I, I'm going to have to give and him I, a And I'm, 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 just, I'm, just, I'm just so so excited to be working with Nick, and I'm really hoping he's going to publish my other two books, too. 
And I'm wrapping up a fourth one. Actually, so. Nick, is, Nick, is, Nick is planning on it. I, I will give you a little insight. Nick's planning on it. Who are y'all talking about? I, I know that I'm in the line. <laughs> yeah, I, I, any any time I accept an author and I publish them, I take their uh, them as priority over anybody new. So you know, you could uh, uh, you could be guaranteed that if I publish you once, I will publish you whatever it is that you have afterwards. If it's not good enough, I will work with you on it. But it's. <laughs> Something that I just uh, ever since the beginning I kind of figured that you know I mean if they they give me a chance I'm going to give them um, everything I can um, and and vice versa wow. uh, I suppose but yeah so it definitely I mean uh, um, uh, I have authors that I've published like 13 14 of their books over the years wow uh, and um, uh, I just uh, I, I'm that way I I always wanted to be when I started out to be a publisher, wanted to um, do the kinds of things that I wanted as a writer for me to see in a publisher, because I've been screwed so many times. Uh, I mean, even back in the days with Halloween 4, that was terrible stuff. But at least I got published and, you know, made a name for myself anyway. And But I learned a lot throughout the industry since the 1980s. So when I decided to be a publisher, I thought that it was a good business to decision for one thing as so that it's not just about me uh, I didn't want to have a second job um, aside from just being a writer I thought I kind of figured that well yeah a second job but not a I mean um, no matter who I worked for people went bankrupt all the time I was out of a job had to look for another one there's no such thing in the working force as a, um, a guarantee of a job just job security and at least as far as I'm concerned in my neck of the woods with my personal experience I figured you know I, I have no job security every time I have a job it's like they go bankrupt everybody gets fired you have to so whatever so I yep. figured uh, I, I, I learned how to publish myself with just self-publishing and uh, print on demand and I started designing my own covers as soon as I got the rights back for my stuff I just learned the ropes, and then I figured I can do that for other people, and then the rest is history. And so yeah, you did, you, did it the and right, you did it the right way. You did it the right way. I've got one guy who who wants to hire me now wow. to uh, to to do editing for him. He wants to open a publishing company. Okay. Ah. He has pub he has, he has self published a kids book about colors, and. Hmm. It's uh, it's called The Adventures of Who Owl Colors. It's 36 huh. pages. It's um, it's a picture book. It really doesn't do much teaching with colors, and he thinks that this is good for ages three to eight for learning colors. Wow! So I said to him, I said, I said, I said, you know, I said, do you have any any kids? No, no kids. Um. <laughs> And and I said, do you uh, are you aware that children begin learning their colors at age two? By three, they know. Yeah, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to be a smarty pants because I had a couple of nieces. No, yeah, of course. Well, I've raised two two uh, sets of little stepkids, so I you know I know how yeah. you know the the the, phase, the phases of growth. 
And we were talking about other things, and I said, well, you know, I have one book out uh, available called Gothic Revival. You may want to check that out. He said, no, I'll probably never read it. I said, okay. I said, you want to be a publisher. You want to write kids' books, but you don't have kids really understand them. You obviously are not a reader. I said you didn't you didn't do any checking about me at all and, and it's available all over the place and you didn't you didn't even Google my name. Wow. And I said I said, and you've told me you need an editor because you don't know how to write. I said so I'm thinking here that got a lot of money. Obi's got a lot of money for you. Because he charges a lot of money to keep you. Did he, well, no, did the he thing charge is, uh, people for publishing? No, the, uh, did he charge? I mean, it, did, it's, it like, was, it's like it's like you know what? You know, it's like it's like in the seventies, people used to say, "Wouldn't it be fun to open a boutique?" Now it's, "Wouldn't it be fun to open a publishing company?" <laughs> they, know, they, they know they know nothing at all about it, but they think that they can they can. Uh, Use the authors as guinea pigs and learn as they go. You know, it's, just, it's, it's, yeah. astou- it's astounding to me. Hey, Carson, it, it is. Well, it, it's um, yeah, just, because of the advent of the internet. Just one thing: uh, we do have Reverend Bill McDonald live too. Oh, Bill! Oh, Bill McDonald! Oh, yes, yes, yes. You told me about that like uh, 15 you know, minutes ago. writers, uh, Bill McDonald, uh-huh. your life. Yep. And he's he's been through well he's he's done he a lot of He just came back from India stuff. from a tour in India. Oh wow. Wow. Not a place I'd want to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love you. I love you. You so best. <laughs> I had a feeling but, you were both Gemini hey. and Bill have got to get together sometime. I mean, uh, I'm sure that yeah, I mean uh, these are two iconic figures here on Francie and Friends right now on on a show dedicated to Carson Buckingham. Carson, you should like uh this this is incredible. We got we got two iconic figures. Count them on your finger two. Bill McDonald, the great <laughs> Reverend Bill McDonald. You did read her bio, right? Gemini. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean uh, yes, but uh, wow. <laughs> that is this Turns out to be, uh, I, I, I guess maybe I am overwhelmed. Maybe it's just me, because uh, oh, these are, are two fantastic, fantastic people that have done <laughs> great things with their lives, um, and uh, they, they, uh, they grace Francie's show, talking to the great Carson Buckingham. That is just oh, incredible to me. You know, well, you know, well, I, don't, well, I don't, I don't, I don't. The thing is, I don't know why anybody should be so impressed. I mean, I. I live my life Have the way I live my life. Have you read your biography? I wasn't, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't setting out to say, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm going to impress some people by doing this. I mean, when I was, when I, when I had my motorcycle and was jumping out of planes, I was an adrenaline junkie at that point, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, okay, it's, I'll tell you something, it's not something, it's not something I do now. Well, okay, you know, <laughs> I was getting nervous. I said, if this lady's still jumping out of planes. No, no, no. 68 years, six, believe me, 68-year-old bones don't heal as well as 23-year-old bones do. 
Then the lion on co- no, Francie. No, Francie, not like Cocaine Bear the movie. Hey, no, you know, you know how much I'll get sued. I'll get sued for that right away. Like, no, because it's a different animal. What do you think? Uh, uh, I wonder think, if uh, Bill, Bill, uh, uh, Bill, actually with the American Authors Association, uh, 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 that um, he was the, uh, the the main part of. Uh, uh, made my novel, The Everborn, uh, around about 2004 or something. Uh, gave it an award yeah, for best that. science fiction novel of the year and stuff. Wow, uh, it was. I, 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 it should was. Do, I, sh- I should do a, an anthology about, um, with uh, a horror anthology um, of uh, people like you guys, both you, Bill, and Gemini, that uh, nobody really, you're not like in the industry with, the, you know, you're not horror authors or you're just like uh, who? What? Gemini? What? Reverend Bill McDonald doing a story in this thing? I, sh- I should uh, maybe approach you guys to do something like that. Well, I actually, I actually have a nonfiction story about me and my sisters being abducted by aliens in 1950 in Coos Bay, Oregon. That's wow, non-fiction. yeah, nonfiction. That sounds awesome. I mean, it, it, uh, if it's nonfiction, it, uh, being abducted by aliens is not awesome. That means but, that means he was abducted by the aliens. Is this true? Are you telling me the truth? That's, no, that's the truth. I'll just got truth. My two sisters, oh, wow. it. they were with me. I'm sorry, guys, but I need to hear this story because I've been seeing a lot of stuff in the sky lately. So. Tell me all about it. Oh. Well, I'll tell you what's really weird, because uh, uh, this is something that I haven't talked about publicly, but I went to the VA for a bone scan here about three years ago, and uh, they discovered I got some kind of uh, a non-metallic device next to my bone in my arm. Uh, they, wanted to, they, they wanted to take it out. I said, I'll leave it alone. Then I went to Kaiser, had a bone scan here, and they saw it. Wanted to take it out. They didn't know what it was, but it was some kind of a non-metallic, smooth device in my arm with no scars going to it. So it was uh, somehow inserted once upon a time. Kind of okay, see, now I'm scared because I've seen that on TV. I've seen documentations on that on TV. You make me nervous. We we got to we got to keep an eye on you because they might get stuff on it. I'm telling you, I've seen it on TV. I've seen it on TV. A lot of people got that inside them. They don't know where it came from. Right. Here's here's what's the kick. Since Jimmy Carter, the president, is, is dying and everything, he's a, 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 kind of a, a not a very good friend, but I've had dinners with him and his wife. Uh, and we believe it or not, we, we talk about his UFO sightings and the files that he's read, and we talk about Ronald Reagan UFO. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I've oh. I've heard uh, I have books about the, like books by uh, Whitley Strieber and Bud Hopkins, uh, and uh, like Top Secret I think it's called by I forgot his name, but um, um, and they describe a lot of patients that have things that have inserted have been inserted like uh, well, well, like really back. weird uh, parts of the bodies. Uh, Carson. Yes. Carson. Uh, yes. um, you ever re- uh, written anything? Been interested in kind of UFO, UFO phenomenon? He's inserted by anything by UFOs. I give up. I cannot compare to this woman. 
I mean, I um, I enjoyed reading the Mothman prophecies, Ooh. but I, as far as, uh, as far as write as far as writing it, no, not really. Um, uh, probably as close as I'll get to something like that would be maybe uh, a short story about black-eyed children at some point. Ah, I got another great idea with what this guy said. You know, he said there's a piece of metal in him. Do you know we could write like a horror story like that to where everyone that's around the world like that, these metals that's in them, they did it on purpose, and they all supposed to come together one day and do something really, really fantastic to the planet. But they don't know that because well, they're all around the world. All I know is I had, all I, had I had the government very interested in, in almost forcing me to see? remove it. See? The that's a that's a story, that's a movie, because there's a lot of them around the world. We got you got to connect them together in some form or fashion. Come on, writers, come on, you guys see it, you know you see it. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> well, my my specialty is paranormal suspense, so I, I count me out. Paranormal, paranormal is, is a lot paranormal. like that, though. In a way, it's yeah. just a, a from beyond. Paranormal is more like, you know, from beyond, like dead people from beyond, like ghosts. But uh, yeah. really, it's all the unknown, like X-Files type of stuff. It's all pretty much categorized under the same umbrella, just different things. I mean, obviously, aliens are different from ghosts, but it's still like the unknown. What is that? What is that out there? You know, kind of thing. Well, you know, plus the fact that, that you know, to do, to do like sci-fi, I... I um that's a that's a whole different animal with a whole different amount of research and a whole different group of uh, reading that you have to do to stay up with to keep up with it to see what's been done. You know, I read horror, so I write horror. So, yeah, so no, yeah, there's horror and everything, though. You can actually do something really yeah. horrifying with uh, all kinds of different genres. As a matter of fact, Carson, um, when I told you that I sent you a couple of copies of um, uh, Too Late for Praying, I included mm-hmm. The Everborn, which, oh, okay, great. you know, um, oh. uh, Bill, the American Authors thing, uh, um, uh, said it was the um, best uh, sci-fi novel of the year, which I will never forget. <laughs> I mean, I, I, uh, that's actually in the first couple of pages in the accolades part. Um, so, yeah. And uh, uh, Bill even um, responded to a uh, Facebook message I did of um, uh, Clive Barker's letter to me that I have framed on the wall. And um, oh yeah, I saw um, that. I saw that. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Memories like the corners yeah. of my mind. But uh, yeah, but that was um, uh, oh, Bill uh, uh, loved it, and he he commented. It. Again, saying that uh, he loved that book, so uh, at least I did something right throughout my life. But I, I mean, <laughs> no. But anyway, oh, oh. it's and it it it's kind of, it's a alien horror novel, so oh, it's yeah. probably the best thing I ever did. So it'll probably yes. um, maybe inspire you to, like you know, the UFO thing. I mean, I I, I have I, we could talk for hours about what my feelings are about. Oh, alien thing, um, UFOs and UFO abduction. I've got a, a nice uh, it, library it, 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 of all kinds of stuff. It, but uh, it I can go it on. But it, it's fascinating. It isn't that it's I don't believe in it or don't don't think that it could be possible. It certainly could be. It's just not my area of interest in writing. 
When you say that, I want to hear more about your interest. Is, is yours more like gore, or is it more like no, no, no? I, I, I won't, I won't even, I won't even. Or... No, I won't even read. Uh, you know, blood and guts and veins in the piece horror. I hate that. Uh, my horror okay, so is um, the... my horror is paranormal suspense. It's creepy. It's not bloody. I don't like bloody horror, slasher horror. I don't like it at all. I want suspense okay, and creepiness good. and spookiness. Yeah, That's the too. way I write. Yeah. Like so I, I really think that it's uh, more akin to like Hitchcock, where um, less is more. Yeah. Yep. Less is more. So more like kind exactly. of like ghosts and stuff like that. Like yeah. I, I, my my favorite subjects are haunted houses. I like haunted houses. Oh, I love haunted houses. Or anything anything haunted I, mean, I like. The, the noise in the dark. I like that. The noise in the dark. Yep. You never know what's out there. Yep. That's why I tell it. my wife when the stairs are creaking at night. I always tell her there's a ghost. And she says, stop playing. <laughs> oh, what a good guy <laughs> you are. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just saying, Keep her up all night. And they don't creep unless somebody's on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Carson, uh, a question um, with um, um, everything that you've done in your life. Um, um, name a bright, shining moment where you were like um, in the spotlight and you were most proud. Oh wow. Gosh. <laughs> oh, that many? <laughs> well, no, it's just it's just a, I'm not I'm not particularly proud. Oh, you don't you, you don't look be, uh, with a uh, great fondness Carson, off Carson, of a great Carson. like a, a moment. Carson. I mean, I'm 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 proud of the I'm proud of the fact. I'm proud of the fact that I have three straight stray cats outside that I feed every night. I'm proud of the fact that I leave food out for possums and raccoons. That's what I'm proud of. I mean, I, I just, accomplishments are accomplishments, but, you know, if you, if you get all wrapped up in, in pride, it slows you down. It can, or it could help. Um, I mean, it could inspire. Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? Carson. Yes, you're on. You're on. We can hear you, Francie. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Bill. Uh, again, let me say to you, reading your accomplishments, I don't under. I I I'm that kind of person that says, you know, if I go to a party dress well, they're like, oh, you look nice, you know. Eh, you know, you shrug it off because you don't like compliments. But I'm telling you. Everything that you accomplished in life, you need to brag about it because there's so many women out there, young girls, like my nieces right now. You know, if my nieces read your autobiography and they're like, oh, crap, I could do that? I'm just telling you, I'm being straight up honest with you. Your autobiography is amazing. And I'm reading, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I wish I had somebody like that that could tell me that I can do that. Honestly, you got structure, you got discipline, you know what you want out of life, and you achieve it. And honestly, you would be – why do I keep saying more honestly? I've, I said it like four times. But I'm being honestly, honest Francie. with you. 
<laughs> I'm being uh, well, you honest you with I, you. Well, you know, I and I, 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 I appreciate it. I I appreciate it, and I guess I guess what I'd probably say that I'm I'm proudest of is 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 getting my books in print. You, but you need to you need to own up for the stuff that you're proud of, and you need well, to that's probably out to the world. You need to be proud of it because I'm I'm reading your autobiography. I was like, holy crap. She's achieved so many goals. Francie, let me ask her a question here. Uh, uh, Carson, I I understand that you're in Kentucky, and I understand that you like cooking. So how about a Kentucky cookbook from you? A good old country or something cookbook from Kentucky from Carson. How about something like that? I know you have some good meals you can cook. I know your husband loves you cooking. Well, he does, but the problem is I'm not a Kentucky native. But you're in Kentucky. Let's just use that. I'm from Connecticut. What you're from you Kentucky. Kentucky. How about, Connecticut cooking, in, how about okay. Connecticut cooking in Kentucky? There we go. That's the book. <laughs> there, yeah, oh, that'll go over go. big. I'll sell a copy and a half of that. These people down here these people down here don't eat the way I eat. I'm very uh very health conscious eater and um down here, it's uh, like three starches with every meal and not a green in sight. <laughs> rice, potatoes, rice, potatoes, macaroni and cheese. Rice, potatoes, Exactly. Cheese. With bread. With bread. <laughs> you know, you maybe just, the next collection that you have, Carson, at the very end, you can include a couple of recipes. Oh. <laughs> you just sit, you know, just sit back and, then you just sit back and listen to your arteries harden. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm from the East Coast, and, uh, you know, we got that Cincinnati chili, Skyline chili. And because my mom was born and raised in Cincinnati, and I couldn't uh-huh. get the Cincinnati chili spaghetti anymore because there's no more Kroger. There's no Kroger's on the West Coast. And then I made them eat the Cincinnati chili, and... Well, the Californians love it. Is that chili? Does that chili have to have has noodles in it? Is that the chili that has noodles in it? Oh yeah, yeah. You know because there's no beans. Oh God! You gotta put it on noodles. Oh God! Oh God! Oh yeah, and not to mention the cheddar cheese (laughs) and the ketchup that's involved in it. Oh, chili does not have noodles in it. Oh my God! Uh, uh, Jimmy, noodles in here. Oh. I actually, person, I, I actually thought that at first. I, I really do like uh, her, at least her version. I've never tried the real Cincinnati chili, but as long as it doesn't have beans in it, but it's kind of like spaghetti, but um, it tastes a little oh. different. But uh, it's, <laughs> it's Cincinnati. <laughs> You can't call it chili. Oh, my God. Hey, uh, Bill, Bill, are you still there? Yeah. Yes, I am. The Reverend. Ah, awesomeness. Um, um, uh, uh, Let's take a moment to hear, uh, do you have any words of wisdom from your tour? I mean, you guys, uh, if you don't know who Bill McDonald is, he's, um, well, you've got to look at other shows. He's an incredible person, incredible life, um, United States veteran. uh, 
whole nine yards. But uh, anyway, I mean, um, uh, the, your tour from India that you came back from, do you have any words of wisdom for people like us from it that you could say in like a few minutes? <laughs> Impossible to say in a few minutes. I'll tell you something. You know, I, I come back to I just come back to Salt Lake City, but I also been talking to the German government. They want me to go to uh, wants me to uh, care center PTSD for the veterans going to his uh, Invictus Games. Nice. But the German government wants me to train their chaplains and uh, and go to Poland and to the border of uh, of where the war's at in Ukraine and, and working some, maybe this winter working with some of the veterans, the Ukrainian veterans that are having problems uh, with PTSD and stuff. So that's hush hush, but you've got a radio show. So I guess it's not so hush hush now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, we're number three in popularity right now. We're 70 pages. We're number three around the world. All right. All right. All right. It's all going to be on iHeartRadio, too, and all the other things, distribution stuff. And we're live, so everything that everybody says on this show is forever. (laughs) (laughs) We're in the party now. So they're not hearing us right now. You know, you know, Francie, Francie, and Nick. You, you, you know what is awesome here? From what I heard, you, the 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 two other host people you have here, they're in the military, or they're former former military. So you know, you guys got three military people on here. Myself as a Marine, and I think you said you had a couple of Army. Uh, I'm Army Air guy. Force. Uh, you got an Army I'm guy. I'm Army. Marine guy and I'm Army too. Two, two armies, one Marine. Now I won't hold it against them. But yeah, you know, you that's go. pretty good. Um, yeah. I I will I I will tell you this, uh, Reverend Bill McDonald, and um I hope that Jim and I does not take this offensively. Not that I I don't know if uh Jim and I wants anybody to know, but he was actually in the Ukraine when Russia attacked. Ukraine with his uh, wife and and kids. Yes, yeah, that that was something. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah we were we we were stuck over there. My wife's Ukrainian, and we we happened to be there for about the first two three weeks of the of the war. We escaped to Budapest. Budapest, uh, Budapest uh, right? Maybe. So we we uh, we finally got out and was able to drive through the country to get to Budapest. Uh, the, wow. the line to get into Poland was 25 miles long. So our, our guy took us to Budapest. Wow. Oh, yeah, my wife just said. Yeah, I, uh, I sometimes like my news my my newspaper every day when I like wake up and I want to see what's going on in the world. <laughs> These days is YouTube because there's hardly any newspapers anymore. But I go to like. Um, different news sources like local stuff and, and uh, at, uh during that time um Gemini Burke was on CNN and um they had cameras in his face <laughs> with his family in the subway station in the Ukraine and stuff and I'm I, and I'm telling Francie Francie get that, that that's that's Gemini Burke uh, over there and, and it's amazing we had a show 
where Jim and I, I had talked about it at great length. But, uh, man, you know, I mean, um, just um, that, 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 was, that, that was certainly something. I'm glad that you guys are back. You guys are safe. It's, the whole it's, night. Still, pretty, it's, still, pretty, it's still pretty tough for my wife, though, because she can't sleep because when it's uh, nighttime here, it's daytime there, and she's concerned of her mother and her father, her daughter, and her two nephews that are still oh, in Nipper, in oh, Nipper where, where they did some bumming lately. So my wife has a tough time uh, resting, so she's up worried about her parents and her nephews and her daughter. So it's, it's Oh, a, my it's, God. It's well, 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 pray, well prayers, prayers their way. I'll be Thank my you prayers. so much. God bless you. Always. Thank you so much. Always. Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't really want to bring that up. I I was thinking about it um, because, you know, uh, we do have, uh, like uh, Jim and I brought up um, uh, uh, three people on on the show tonight that have been in the military with military experience. And it's kind of, you know, it was kind of natural to bring that up, I think, so we could all know each other better. Um, it, yes. It's wonderful when you meet other people that serve this country and love this country. So, yep. you know, it, it, you may not like the politics, you may not like the people, you may not like all that other stuff, but you do love this country. And we love the United States of yes. America very much. That's right. Yes, we do. Exactly. Yes, and, um, indeed you do. Yep. Yeah, the U.S. Uh, all the way. Uh, I mean, I... I I don't like to get political either. I, I've, my political beliefs have been one way throughout most of my life growing up, and they kind of wavered and changed a little bit um, since I started. Um, I don't know. It's a long story. <laughs> the last 10 years maybe. Uh, I, I pay more attention. I, I try to, you know, when it all boils down to it, I just like living here, doing my stuff, um, you know, publishing people's books, sometimes mine, going out gardening, doing some yard work, taking care of the house, taking care of my cats and my animals and, and you know, and, and, uh, and all that. And it's just something very simple. And I think that yep. the older that you get, you just want some simplicity to a, to a degree. I mean, I, I am who I am. I do like going to do shows and to exploit black bedsheet books and and do all that as well. But, I mean, really, uh, I'm more of a homebody these days, and I just like mostly just you know, going on the computer, doing my stuff, and going outside and gardening. Can't wait for summer. <laughs> you know, you I've, already, I've, I've, already, I've already started you, all writers. my peppers and tomatoes. Oh, you have already. I haven't yet. I, yep, I'm they're already coming to. up, as a matter of fact. <clears throat> I have a, yeah, I have a greenhouse. We're in California, so uh, um, it's it's best to get started here about the beginning of March. And yeah, I'll probably I have a greenhouse, frequent so. Home Depot and Walmart and get some like uh, tomato peppers, starter plants, and I'm gonna plant seeds and the whole nine yards too. That's a, you know, it, it, it's good for my soul <laughs> and my yep. cats. Uh, yeah, so yep. I mean, you know, I love the simplicity, but I do have a mission. Uh, so you know, I've got my own business. Wouldn't have any anything else. I, I can't I can imagine anything better. I agree. Wow. I agree. I agree. 
But don't but see, eat I wanna, tomatoes I say after you're... seven because I get massive heartburn and I end up throwing up. <laughs> well, then don't eat them. Francie, you killed. <laughs> 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 hey, uh, hey, uh, Bill. Um, you're yeah. you're uh, you're in town, right? For for how long? Uh, well, that's a good question. Yeah, I, I just got back <clears> in town from Salt City where I gave a, a a huge workshop and a big lecture, and uh, sold two suitcases full of books. It was books, right? <laughs> and, uh, uh-huh. uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be in Southern California in the middle of March, and then I'm going to New York, Syracuse, New York, <laughs> and then I'm going to North Carolina. Deal with some veterans and do workshops there, and then I'll be in Texas, and I'll be back here in the summer. I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind Will of. Will you on be here on Tuesday in Sacramento? On Tuesday specifically? <laughs> yeah. I may have a medical appointment, but I should be around here. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking well, since I'm so reclusive and, and you get out so much that maybe you know you're welcome here anytime. To like drop by, I we can make you dinner or something. You want to come over for a tri-tip barbecue? Well, not a tri-tip. <laughs> I mean, it's raining, Francie. Oh yeah, it's gonna rain until Wednesday. Y'all know it's probably about sun. Okay, talk about yeah. But how do you put me to me, Mick and Francie? You know I'm Solomon Burke's son, and if you look at a picture of him and you know the story of my dad, food is something that always gets us going. And you guys want to talk about ribs and ribs and tips and stuff. Oh, you Dude, know, Gemini, you're welcome over here anytime, too. You're just so far away. <laughs> but, I mean, you're yeah, welcome over here anytime. All the same. You can say, I just landed at the Sacramento airport, and we're going to say, Gemini, we'll pick you up. Yeah. I'm gonna go by and see uh, Carson first in Kentucky. They maybe get something happy before I get with you guys. When I get with y'all, well, I promise I won't make you Kentucky dinner. <laughs> yeah, please, not not three starches. I can't do three starches. It, it won't. No, 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 no. <laughs> now you come here, I'll make you a London broil with asparagus with hollandaise Ooh. sauce. A Ooh. nice. Uh, a nice multi-green salad and uh, oh, potato latkes. Potato. Oh my gosh, you just do everything, don't you? You do everything, don't you? You're so multi-talented. That sounds. I just love so to That's it. That's it. Uh, honey, get ready, pack our bags. We're going to the <laughs> Hey Gemini. Yes. Hey Gemini. I just I just requested your friendship on Facebook. Fantastic. Uh, make that happen. Let's make. Oh, uh, you got to check out Bill too, Carson. Yeah. Okay. Bill, Reverend Bill McDonald. So you have to start with a R. R E V. Reverend McDonald. Reverend McDonald? Bill McDonald, Reverend Bill McDonald. Then you can find out everything about this dude. I mean, man, what a life, too. I mean, geez. Uh, um, Very privileged to know, like, you guys. 
uh, Gemini and and and, and Carson. Jeez, you got your bag of chips, Carson. Uh, hope we have a beautiful friendship uh, uh, over the years and 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 that all that yes and Didi. But I mean, uh, Bill McDonald and Gemini Burke. Um, um, I mean, very important people overall to the world, and uh, very important people to me personally. Uh, I mean, man, you guys, both of you, both of you, for different, different and the same reasons. <laughs> I love both of you guys. I mean, I, and I can't believe that uh, all of you on the same show, the same phone conversation. I mean, man, you know. And and with Bill, uh, Francie's uh, surprised me a few times recently on her show with Bill calling in, which is, uh, man, a, a pleasure uh, that I can't express. So, you know, um, either, you know, if, if you come to me at some point while you're here, Bill, um, that would be great, and we'll make dinner and all that whole nine yards. If I can get out of my shell, out of here, uh, uh, just tell me where to go to, and we can meet somewhere, and I'll, I'll, I'll like, um, whine to Francie about it, but get in my car nonetheless. <laughs> well, Bill, come here. Well, you guys are what, Roseville? Uh, no, uh, Antelope. No, uh, Just uh, north of North Islands. Okay, that's yeah, that's about yeah, okay, that's almost Roseville. All right. Almost yeah. Roseville, yeah. Yeah, almost. Okay. <laughs> it, it, right, instead of antelope it should have been called almost Roseville. <laughs> Thursday, let's have tri tip steaks. Well, since I'm a vegetarian, I'm probably gonna not bite on that, right. literally. We we do have a vegan, uh, Francie's friend, uh, Freddie, living with us, and he does nothing but vegan. He's very particular about it. Freddie can make you a vegan meal. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. I'm not I'm not strict. I mean, I I uh, I mean, I eat eggs, and and I have about I have about four or eight ounces of salmon every day. Uh, just I just to get a little extra protein. Pretty much. Rest of it's all. Yeah. All but, uh, make you know, uh, I, I'm kind of looking at something here we didn't talk about, about but uh, this is. What that means. Like, we're going to again. Can you eat this? Yeah. What were you saying, Gemini? Yeah, I, I got a question for Carson real quick, and I just I just noticed it. Thank you for uh, allowing me to be your friend on Facebook here. But you are a of painter. Of course, thank you for accepting it. My What's my that? wife my wife is a painter. My wife is a painter. She's an artist. She's a painter, Ukrainian artist. She's a painter. I'm yeah, I'll tell you, you, you there's a lot of there's a lot of artistic talent in Ukraine. That's like one oh, big yes, artist colony. Is, absolutely. She's right now as I'm speaking to her, she's back there painting. And I'm like, saying, wow, I said, hey, we got another buddy here. I'd love to see some of your work. And, and maybe you and my wife could switch work or look at each other's work or something because she she loves doing what she does. So, That'd be cool, yeah. Wow, so I'm, sure she's much, I'm sure she's much better at it than I am. I just kind of dabble at it, but I really enjoy it. Oh, gosh, I'd love to see some of your work. All right, well, I can, I can probably uh, post some on Facebook at some point. 
I would love to see some of your work too, as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, hey uh, Gemini, um, maybe uh, um, uh, just for a brief moment, maybe you can um, get your wife away from that and have her just say hi. Yeah. Let me let me see what I can do. Uh, Tanyusha, everybody wants you to say hi. Come here, honey. Honey. She's coming. She's coming. She's coming. She'll say hello. Awesome. Honey. They on live radio. They want to say hello to you. Hello, guys. Good evening. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Oh, здравствуйте. Cocktail. Cool. Cocktail. Great. Godzilla. We never. Okay. Okay. Right. Very good. It's me. So clean. How? How you get it? How did you? Get I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm half Russian. Wow. Oh. She's half Russian. Don't don't hold that against. Don't hold that against me, though. Please don't hold that against me. I'm a nice person. Never, 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 <laughs> never, never. You're a monster. You friend. know, we are all, we all we are all mixed Russian with Ukrainian. That's why for me, uh, we didn't believe in this war. First days we could not believe because in Ukrainian it's mixed Russian Ukrainian mixed. We all we all are mixed. This it was shocked for us, and now we like separated on Ukrainian and Russian in mind our minds uh-huh. because uh, Russian people um, they usually think another people not smart though <laughs> they only Russian people very smart <laughs> this, I, it, this is difference between spiritual well my my difference. well my 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 people my my grandfather was from Belarus. Oh, and wow. my my and and my my grandmother was from um, from Vilnius, in um, mm-hmm. really? so wow. So neighbor countries, that everything was the USSR, and almost everywhere people still knew Russian language, and we before war, uh, maybe seventy percent of Ukrainian was speak Russian. They were speaking Russian. But uh, war, uh, people, they stopped speak Russian. They were very upset. It's very painful. And people try and speak only Ukrainian now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm scared when I will come back because I always speak only Russian, but I, of course, knew, I know Ukrainian very well, too. I think when I will come back, I need to speak only English or I don't know. <laughs> I will forget <laughs> Uh, they kick my butt if I speak <laughs> Russian in Ukraine. She knows Russian. Carson knows Russian. Yeah, Russian. Well, my my grand my grandmother in Lithuania, she um mm. she learned to speak mm. uh, Russian, Lithuanian, and Polish because they because she never knew who mm-hmm. was going to be in charge one day to the next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I just want to tell—I just want to tell you that, that that you and your family are are in my prayers, and uh, 
you know, I Thank pray this that, 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 that they'll that they'll mm-hmm. that they'll come through this without a problem. Thank you. Thank you very much. Because we and, don't and know all our prayers. Will all our prayers. will be over. Thank you guys very much. It's only oh, God well. no, only God knows when it will be over this terrible war. Nobody it's, it's knows horrible. Really. It's how horrible. many spiritual people try and say, but nobody still knows when it will be over. Only God knows. Thank you for your praise very, very much. Oh, you're welcome, entirely welcome. I wish I could do something. Believe you, the same. I wish I could can do something, but nobody can. Really, only God. Well, so be well. Be well and don't give up hope and pray to God. I know somebody who yeah. is doing something for you right now. There's a man that loves you with all his heart. His name is Gemini. Ah, it's true. He's incredible. I don't know. I think God put on him, put it on him this test because without God, he, nobody can do what he he's done for us. It's uh, something crazy, really. When I, I think of how how was hard. Yeah, she she's talking about me, but she. Was, yeah. My wife was saying she was just saying how hard it was to get us over. I don't know how he how he put up with us. I don't know. <laughs> it was very it was very tough. Uh, getting, don't tell us out of when you think of that. Why do you put up with us? <laughs> now I'm yeah, gonna tell you tough. how you put up with you because he tells me uh, several messages. This man loves you, and he'll walk to the ends of the earth with you. Well, I've already went through the ends of the earth. I had to go from uh, here to Ukraine. That's a long trip. Didn't mean to let her know how much he loved her. Didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Still be cool. Carson, Carson, you surprised me. Yeah, you surprised me, Carson, with the Russian. I'm, I'm surprised. Why? Because I was like, I would, I would never need it. My wife was smiling when you were speaking. She was like, "What's going on?" Here? I was like, <laughs> Good. "I didn't know." She said, "You don't even have an accent." It was like she was perfect. I was like, "Hey, that's, that's, I, hey, I didn't know." Golf Carson is. So she loves because she misses Aww. speaking her language to people. Well, I speak several. I sometimes. speak several languages. Oh, you speak several? Mm-hmm. Which one? <clears throat> um, French, Greek, Russian. Which other one? Really? Three yeah. different languages. French. I don't know. They're all Greek, Greek. to me. They're all Greek to me. And I and I know and I know enough and I know enough, I know enough Urdu to be polite. Oh wow! Wow, and plus uh, the uh, string in- instruments, and plus the writing, and plus the comedy, uh, stand-up comedy, plus the uh, the whole nine yards. Wow! This is this has been compared to any other interviews you might have done in all of history. Uh, th- this is like the equivalent of like Dr. Phil almost for you. 
Because we've really, like, unwrapped you like an onion, haven't we, Carson? Pretty much. Wow. Carson, you know I'm going to ask you back, right? If you like, I'll come back. Awesomeness. There is much more to say. And plus, we've had, like, um, uh, uh, this great, uh, these two great co-hosts. Well, the great... uh, uh, um, Gemini Burke and uh, Reverend Bill McDonald. My goodness, what more can anybody ask? I don't know. That, that's what uh, Gene uh, Hackman said in <laughs> Superman. <laughs> well, I was impressed to see that you had three veterans on your show, so that was fantastic. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Um, Carson, um, where can we find you online? <clears throat> find me on Facebook, and I'm working on <clears throat> I'm working on getting myself Don't out there Nick, with your suggestions. So I'm 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 constructing a website, and I'm gonna have put a blog site up too. Awesome. But for now, now, that, uh, now that we've talked uh, on your show and uh, gotten to know each other better, um, and plus the uh, phone conversation the other day, too. Uh, I get more about what you're all about, and like I told you, when it comes to um, promoting authors and everything, it's everybody's unique, um, and uh, so I, I can wrap my head uh, uh, more around how we can approach um, figuring you out and how to get you out there. Good. Better. Good. Yes, indeedy. Okay. All right. It's not going to happen right. overnight, but I mean, uh, but yeah. Oh, of course not. Creative ideas that uh, brewing in my head, even as as we speak, That's some Good. stuff and things. So yes, Fantastic. yes. Wow, man, you know. You know, I think what I think a show, that's folks. Out there with those short stories. Those short stories could be like a Twilight Zone. That could be like a Twilight Zone. <laughs> I would I would love for somebody to pick up pick one of them up to a for a, a, a like a Tales from the Dark Side anthology. That'd be great. Exactly. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Oh, you know what? Um, uh, I'm not sure how much more work time we have, but I have a another question uh, that just popped up in my noggin. Um, um, what attracts you? With um, everything that you said about what you've been through in life and, and the accomplishments and the, everything that you've done of the whole nine yards, um, attracts you specifically to want to be recognized as a writer or to write, just write itself. And uh, what? Well, why did you? Why do you choose? Um, I have my reasons. <laughs> oh, um, to. Uh, um, why is it so important for you to write and for people to read your work? I write because I can't help it. You got it sorted, Kel. It's um I write because this is the way I express myself. <clears throat> and if I didn't write it would be like putting a gag on me. I know for me and for other writers it's the easiest way to express yourself. You don't have to go like you used to do, stand up and everything. That's a physical act. You have to go up in front of people. Writing is very personal where you just sit by yourself with a notepad 
you know, <coughs> and stuff. Um, well, oddly uh, enough, um, oddly enough, even though I am, I've become an, uh, more of an introvert in my old age. Um, getting up in front of people doesn't bother me. Me too. I did because anybody. I, I used to have like uh, days where I wanted to be a rock and roll star. Um, not going to go into that too much, but um, there's a point. I was in, I was in a band. I was like in a band. Be, I like to be the center of attention, but then he was I like to band. be inserted. I think uh, I, I kind of get that about you a little bit too. I don't do that that much these days, though. But um, I'd rather just like sit and write. But um, you. Uh, uh, these days, it's more important for you to actually to write and be recognized as a as a as a writer and and uh, get a like a uh, what do you call it? What I always used to say to a body of work behind you. Right. Um, and uh, that seems to be more important to you these days. Um, which which I mean, you know, you have a lot to write about, especially. <laughs> Inspired by your life and everything that you've been through, but um, you know what I'm getting at. What am I getting yeah. at? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I like to say um, you, just, you guys, you guys that do do the writing and writing these great stories. You allow people to step out of their reality, and some of their realities are really bad, and some of their realities they need to step out of it. And with you guys writing such great stories and great things like this, it allows people to say, let me step out of what's going on in my mind and get myself somewhere else. And you allow people to do that with the stories that you guys write. So I think that's a wonderful thing that you do. Well, thank you. That's a nice way to put it. Well, you know, another thing, too, and it's kind of like sometimes I (laughs) – um, sit by myself, have a few drinks, uh, smoke some pot, and and get I don't know existential. Just keep thinking about you know just stuff. And many times, I've um, it, it's come across me that um, as writers, um, when you write your thoughts down on paper, be it nonfiction or fiction. And it gets published and circulated around, especially these days, the Internet. Uh, and there's like a nuclear war or something happens that most people die, but some databases still still exist and they have your shit in them. <laughs> so um, it's it's great to express yourself. Sometimes your words can live forever despite the way the world works. Uh, if that makes sense, that should make sense. When yep, you write that's what we your that's stuff what we, that's down, what we call, that's uh, there's a that's chance that's it call. could survive because we have a case in point. Throughout all of history, people have written shit, whether it's on stone tablets or uh, on, on paper that's faded and they have to put it in pieces together in a museum or something. So, something writing-wise survives. So what were you oh, going to call it? We to kill our ex-boyfriends or girlfriends on paper, and we're not going to be charged for murder. Well, Carson was going to say something. Carson, go ahead. No, what I'm just, I just, Carson? just uh, like what, uh, what, what Nick, what, what Nick was outlining. You can, you can put that all into one word. It's hope. 
It could be, yeah, it's hope. Um, you could put that in hope in the overall scheme of things, I, I suppose, but I'm more or less talking about memories, uh, specific memories that you write down that can live forever by chance throughout history. Legacy. And somebody a thousand Legacy. years from now, if it still exists, can pick it up, try to figure out what it means, and it'll be something that you wrote, maybe. <laughs> I mean, uh, writing less, less, but they could, I mean, it, the, the earth can incinerate and then there's nothing. Uh, except for things floating around in space that have, like, the Beatles playing on it or something. Uh, like um, Voyager, um, uh, uh, whatever. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but, um, uh, I mean, still, as long as civilization exists, things that we write down, especially in this day and age, it's possible that it can last for a thousand years, something. Mm -hmm. I mean, it resonates. Our lives, we come and go we die and our families die people die everything you know but, um, but really we some of our writing can be discovered later on like the ancients it's important for people to write is what I'm saying and to put down your memories so that they might live beyond you way beyond you now I watched a doc I watched a doctor who last night um, it was the episode with Charles Dickens in it and before mm. they leave, Dickens asks Doctor Who, my books, do they last? That was the wow. most important thing for him oh. to know. My books, do they last? Yeah. Wow. And I imagine, I mean, it's important <laughs> to me personally, my journals, my books, things that I write that uh, last beyond me, everything else, you exactly. know. Um, so it, it's it's very important for for it's people to write. If they don't know how, learn legacy. to write. Yeah, it's our legacy. We are about to be That's cut right. off legacy. mid sentence. I'm sorry, we're about to be cut off mid sentence. Uh, we're okay. Well, thanks, guys. And we're God. God bless. Thank you, everybody, and God bless. Oh, Thanks, yes, guys. You nice guys to meet all of you. Incredible. Thank you so much, Gemini uh, and Bill. Wait, Reverend Reverend Donald, where can we you, find you? It's nice to oh, meet all you guys. Where can we find you, Bill? Uh, probably in the same asylum, eventually. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll join you there. Yeah, I will. Reverend, do you got a Facebook? Does the Reverend have a Facebook? Yeah, www.revbillmcdonald.com. All right, and uh, Gemini, where can we find you? Find me by calling me, Francie. What are you talking about? You always find me by calling. It's just Gemini Burke. All you got to do is just Google Gemini Burke. Francie, you know where I am. I'm going to get you. I'm coming to your house. And I'm kind of, if I wanted to make a conference call for you and uh, Reverend Bill McDonald, would you guys accept it? Yeah, absolutely. What's well, his full charge? We were getting on this whole religious thing now, and I was thinking about maybe playing this song.
secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do you? It goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the baffled king.
And I've seen your flag on the marble arch But listen, love, love is not some kind of fifty march No, it's a cold and it's a very lonely Hallelujah 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 Hallelujah